0: Greenlight gives kids the power to be independent and grown-ups can trust that their kids have money wherever they are. Sign up at greenlight.com slash rebelgirls to get your first month at no cost and start building money confidence for life.
1: Imagine you're about to summit Lhotse one of the most majestic and tallest mountain peaks in the world. You've been climbing with your trusted team for almost a month, only stopping to eat or sleep when you can. The air is so cold and thin, you can barely breathe, even with an oxygen mask. Your limbs are shaking from exertion as you place one foot down on a shelf of thick glacial ice and then another foot. And then day breaks. The sun edges up from below, turning the Himalayas a shimmering gold color. Your whole body feels like it's radiating with the purest feelings of wonder, gratitude, and amazement. With one last hoist, you get yourself fully to the summit, gasping for joy. Only this is just the beginning. I'm Emily Harrington, a professional rock climber, mountaineer, and sport climbing champion. And this is Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls, a fairy tale podcast about the real-life rebel women who inspire us. On this episode, Hillary Nelson, one of the most accomplished ski mountaineers ever. Hillary was the captain of the North Face global athlete team and made dozens of first descents from some of the highest peaks in the world. Hillary was and will always be the mother of two boys, a daring adventurer and an inspiration to us all. On a snowy day in December, 1972, Stanley and Robin Nelson welcomed their youngest child into the world. Her name was Hillary Janet Nelson. Hillary had three older siblings and was always up for an adventure. Hillary loved sports, especially running, soccer, and basketball. She was a power forward on a state-ranked basketball team and played with the same group of friends from the time she was eight until she was 18. Sometimes Hillary's parents let all three of their kids get on a bus together to go to Stevens Pass, Washington, where they rush down the ski slopes, laughing into the wind. But the place where Hillary learned the most about herself was out on the water. Hillary's mom worked in Seattle refinishing boats. Every summer, the Nelsons set sail for three to five weeks. To Hillary, it often felt like they were out in the middle of nowhere, set adrift. I learned how to be still, Hillary said, and self-reliant. It wasn't until she left home and went to Colorado College that Hillary started rock climbing and got into more serious skiing. The 14,000-foot mountain known as Pikes Peak stood like a snow-capped beacon, calling for Hillary to explore. She felt such a rush of adrenaline and purpose as she headed up these rocky paths even her fingertips had to be strong to keep a good grip as she climbed. She also felt at peace here, singularly focused and fully present, awake and alive. After Hillary graduated college, she booked a one-way ticket to Europe so she could experience new landscapes. She lived in a place called Chamonix in France and fell in love with the Alps, which is a stunning mountain range that spreads across eight different countries. Hillary planned to stay there for maybe five months, but it turned into five years. She was drawn to those mountains with their crystalline peaks, winding rivers, and lush valleys. It was a whole new challenge for her. In order to climb safely here, Hillary had to use a harness, crampons, a rope, and a big pack of supplies. To get down, she had to ski through some snowstorms on slick glaciers. More than anything though, this is where Hillary learned how to embrace the unpredictability of each moment. Even with all of her planning and preparing, there was still so much mystery. The winds could pick up or the ice could crack under her feet. She had to adjust and adapt in a split second. This is what Hillary loved the most about her time in the Alps. She got a bigger sense of what it meant to exist as a human being in nature, to focus solely on her next step and be in awe of her surroundings. Hillary worked several different jobs so she could get outside as much as possible. Within just a few years, she became so skilled at big mountain skiing that she won the European Women's Extreme Skiing Championship in Chamonix. She also started mentoring other young women in the mountains. At that time, ski mountaineering was dominated by male athletes. Hillary was determined to change that. She knew that as a woman, She had unique values and perspectives that were essential for these treks. Whenever she met someone starting out in this field, Hillary was generous, genuine, and encouraging. She saw how each climber could contribute to the group and create a greater whole. And in 1999, the North Face offered her sponsorship, which meant Hillary could get paid to lead expeditions to the biggest and most remote mountains in the world. Hillary was thrilled. She planned treks throughout Europe and Asia, pushing her body and mind as far as they could go, carving out a new path for herself and for all the women she led. In 2007, Hillary embarked on a completely different kind of journey. She became a mom. She was very proud to give birth to her sons, two years apart. They were both filled with her wild enthusiasm and sense of adventure. Still, Hillary knew no matter how much she loved motherhood, she had to get back to the mountains. She felt restless only staying at home and wanted to show her kids that people come alive in all sorts of ways. So in 2012, Hillary set out to do something that had never been done before by a woman climb Mount Everest and the mountain next to it, known as Lhotse, within a 24-hour window. These are two of the tallest mountains in the world, each measuring well over 25,000 feet tall. Once again, Hillary showed she was not only incredibly strong physically, but also mentally. And yet, as she headed down Lhotse for the last descent on loose, icy rock, She was so exhausted and oxygen deprived that she started seeing things. My kids just appeared in my mind so clearly, Hillary said. They were like, wake up, you have to get down. It felt like her kids were guiding her back. Focus, focus. She repeated as she descended slowly, cautiously. It was terrifying not knowing if she'd get home to hold them again. All she could do was concentrate on one slippery step at a time. She channeled all of her energy as an athlete, a woman, and a mother. And she did make it those last 5,000 feet to camp, setting a new world record and solidifying her place as a living legend.
2: I have to tell you about my friend Penelope. She is hilarious. She only eats cheese doodles and canned beans and she loves to sing and fly through walls. Wait, did I tell you that Penelope is my imaginary friend? Well, she is, but she's totally real to me. Anywho, Penelope and I are very excited because there's a new movie coming out on May 17, all about imaginary friends. It's called If
1: In 2014, she led a quest to summit Hakakabo Razi, which is an isolated peak in Myanmar and thought to be the highest in Southeast Asia. Hillary wanted her team to really get to know the land, to take their time and hike mindfully, camping in villages and speaking with the people who called this mountain their home. Even with Hillary's best laid plans, however, these expeditions could be treacherous. They were at the mercy of the mountains. Hillary's team ran out of food and didn't make it to the top of a -a When they came home without officially documenting this uncharted peak, many people called the trip a failure or blamed Hillary for what happened. It hurt to hear this, but it also made her more determined than ever to lead and explore in her own way. If there was something that sounded impossible, Hillary was ready to give it a go. In many ways, she needed these physical challenges to help process all that she was dealing with emotionally. By 2014, Hillary was going through a painful divorce. She also struggled to find a balance between motherhood and big mountaineering. For a few years, she felt lost and untethered. She needed to show herself and her sons that there were no boundaries when you gave yourself fully to the mountains. In 2017, Hillary got back out there. She made history as the first person to ever climb up and ski down the 21,298-foot peak in the Indian Himalayas known as Papsura. Papsura was especially monumental to Hillary, and not just because of its rugged terrain and staggering height. Hillary had been dreaming about Pepsora for close to 20 years. She'd first laid eyes on it in 1999 when she was starting as a professional ski mountaineer. She'd tried this climb before and hadn't reached the top. And now she was back after years of training and preparing. Hillary called that the most intense day of her life. She started at 3 a.m climbing incredibly steep walls of ice and snow. Then a monsoon swept through and she had to trek through dense fog that made it very hard to see. Once at the summit, she and her team waited hours for the storm to pass and skied down, getting to camp by the light of a cell phone. It was harrowing, exhilarating, bone chilling and triumphant. Which leads us back to the top of that mythical mountain shrouded in sparkling snow, known as Lhotse. It was the autumn of 2018, and Hillary and her life partner, Jim, had already been climbing with their stalwart Sherpas for 29 days. At this extreme height, everyone was oxygen deprived and depleted. And yet, there was no time to rest at the summit. They had just a few hours before the winds were due to pick back up. Once that happened, they would lose all hope of skiing down. When the sun rose, Hillary felt a surge of daring possibility. The path down was just a narrow split in the rocks, no wider than their skis, called a couloir. Nobody had ever been able to ski down this thin corridor before. Nobody, until now. As Jim says, the universe grants you a moment, and you take it. They flew down the couloir, turning and carving at astounding speed. It was beyond Hillary's wildest imagination, this current of energy and fluidity connecting her body with the earth. She was soaring, weightless, and at one with all of her extraordinary surroundings, her truest and most courageous self. Hillary will always be revered as one of the most intrepid ski mountaineers of all time. As a professional athlete, she traveled to 16 different countries, reaching summits in Russia, Mongolia, Pakistan, and Antarctica, just to name a few. She was named captain of the North Face Athlete Team and one of National Geographic's Adventurers of the Year. She campaigned for strong environmental policy with the nonprofit Protect Our Winters and served on the board of the American Alpine Club. But the title she was most proud of was being called Mom. She gave birth to two incredible boys and to a movement of female adventurers. As a mom and a leader, Hillary was fiercely resilient and deeply compassionate. From the highest heights to the ocean floor, she loved this earth and all its mysteries. Tragically, Hillary died during an expedition in September of 2022, after summiting a 26,781-foot peak in Nepal, known as Manaslu. She was with her partner, Jim, doing what she loved to do most, climbing and skiing from incredible heights. She knew the risks she was taking as she set out on her adventure, and she embraced the fact that anything could happen. No matter what, Hillary Nelson is a rebel through and through. Not just because she was so strong or helped redefine female athleticism, but because she believed that every day on this planet is a miracle and that there's no greater joy than stepping into the unknown. That is Hillary's legacy. This podcast is a production of Rebel Girls. It is based on the book series, Good Night Stories for Rebel Girls. This episode was narrated by me, Emily Harrington. It was produced and directed by Joy Smith with sound design and mixing by Mumble Media. The story was written and edited by Abby Schur with special thanks to Kit Delorier and Christina Lustenberger for their insight and wisdom. Fact-checking was done by Joe Radigan our executive producers were Joy Smith and Jess Wolf. Original theme music was composed and performed by Electra Barjaki. Thank you to the whole Rebel Girls team who make this podcast possible. Until next time, stay Rebel!
0: Thanks for listening to this episode, Rebels.